This episode of the Fresh Start Family Show is brought to you by our Quick Start Learning Bundle, how to build a compassionate, firm, and kind discipline toolkit that works with kids of all ages. Head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your Quick Start Bundle so you can get going today on building up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit in your home. Well, hey there, I'm Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show. We're so happy you're here. We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll, and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness. Together, we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show! Well, hey there, families, and welcome to episode 12. Today, Terry and I are talking about empowering your power kid. It's such a great conversation. You guys know empowerment of power kids is always one of my favorite subjects to speak about because we just have such a big testimony around how much this work of positive parenting really transformed our life almost our lives almost 10 years ago when we first discovered it especially when we went to apply it with our toddler daughter at the time who's now 11 and a half So I think you guys are going to love this episode. We are giving you guys lots of ideas on ways you can fill up your power kids need tanks. So this is an area that it's kind of one of those things once you become aware, oh yeah, I have a power kid, aka strong-willed kid, aka cactus kids, I often refer to them as. Once you become aware of that, you're really at choice with how you work with them, right? So in this episode, I think you're just going to get filled up with lots of new ideas and just really um, great personal examples of what we have done to help our daughter feel powerful over the years, leading to now, um, you know, she has a life where misbehavior just really isn't a thing. Of course, she's a normal kid, of course, um, so there's no perfection in her life. She still fights with her brother and, you know, gives an attitude every once in a while. She's a normal tween, um, but she just does incredibly well in the world, and she's just such an inspiration to our family, and um, our connection and our relationship is just so strong thanks to this work and specifically um, the empowerment strategies that we've really leaned on in a heavy way to make her feel like she belongs, make her feel like she's valuable, and make her feel powerful. All right, families, enjoy. Welcome to our episode today, all about empowering the power kid. Terry, I'm so excited. This is one of my favorite topics in the entire world to talk about. Oh, yeah. And I think because it (laughs) creates the greatest amount of hope, because this is like so much personal testimony in this story and all the tools that we learned through this. This is like, this is a good one. Yeah, so if you haven't yet, make sure you listen to our episode all about the four categories of misbehavior. I think it's a great one to make sure you understand if you have a power kid in your home. And just like a little quickie about that, like if you have a kid that pushes back and that tests boundaries (laughs) and that you are feel like you're butting heads with a lot, you probably have a power kid, which we talk a lot about in that episode, is a beautiful gift from God. <laughs> it's yes. such a strength for our families, for our world. Um, but you, but you gotta like look at that a little bit to make sure you are understanding um, what kind of misbehavior that is and why it's happening for these types of kiddos. Yeah. So the um, 
you know, that feeling, um, it, it comes from what, the way you feel at first too, like the yeah. misbehavior, you feel provoked and challenged. And then once you zoom out, like once you see that you have a kid, that's not just doing that here and there, they do that a lot. That's when we're like, Oh, I have a power kid right. because yeah. <laughs> many kids, you know, um, exhibit like say a power misbehavior here and there. And then they may do some of these other, uh, misbehaviors, um, but what we're talking about is when there is a kid who's like, it becomes like a pattern and it's very apparent that they in general are really seeking to be more powerful in their life. Yeah. Which is yeah. a perfectly healthy, normal human meat. Some of these kids just have it more than others. So, so many books out there, so many programs about strong-willed kids, how to break the will of a kid breaks my heart <laughs> because, um, again, the, these are, these are gifts and we just got to mentor our kids on what to do with this strong desire when they have it. And so they're good when they misbehave, it's just simply them tr- communicating that they have a need to feel powerful when you feel like you're provoked and challenged. Um, they're just simply trying to communicate, Hey, I want to feel powerful too. And you get to come in and say, you know what? That's okay. And I can teach you how to feel powerful without being disrespectful and without having misbehavior. Yeah. And, and parents, if you're nodding your heads at all out there, um, just wanted to just let you know that we did, you know, look at so many different things when, um, our daughter was a toddler. Um, some of these books that Wendy mentions, um, you know, we took her to a doctor, play therapist, like all, all these different things. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until we really sunk into this positive parenting work and really started to learn more about what she was trying to communicate and what type of a little human being she was. Yeah. And ultimately what kind of a big human being that she could be if we came alongside her and yeah. really, um, you know, fostered that in a healthy way, then until we, we, we dove into that and, and really pushed into that, um, we felt like we didn't understand her yeah. and we felt like, why can't she change? There was a lot of this, like, maybe she's broken. Yeah. There was so much of these. Maybe she just needs medicine. There were all these feelings. I even, so many feelings. You guys, seriously, I Googled exorcism. I like, I was like, what if she's possessed? Because right. <laughs> like, that's, it gets so gnarly when they're in the power surge stages of life that I, guys, I mean, who out there, I can't be alone. Yeah. <laughs> like sometimes you worry, like what if something is literally like really wrong with my kiddo? Like what if she is possessed? Because they, they just push back so much that it can be really hard to shift your mindset and say, oh, it's just a normal, healthy human need. She's just trying to feel powerful. Like there are times when you're going to be like, dude, something is really wrong here. And like, what if the devil is in there? <laughs> <laughs> so that's just to acknowledge that we tried many, many different things all the way from exorcism to, <laughs> um, to traditional yeah. medicine. I Googled bipolar too. And then we watched a documentary, remember? And I was yeah. like, oh, okay, cool. We can check that off the list. She's not bipolar. She's just a, a normal kid. But it's yeah. so anyways, just, just want to give you some reassurance that this wasn't just like, oh, you know, this was just the one path that we went and we just, you know, made it work. Like we, we looked long and hard at a lot of different um, ways, tried some other things. And this is really what, what ended up creating a connection and just helping us sleep at night knowing too that like 
as she goes to the next stage of life and the next stage of life and the next stage of life that we're just going to have this radical, awesome future leader because, and a strong relationship where we respect each other. Like, yeah, it feels, it feels good. I mean, there is no perfection in our home at all. I mean, we have many days where we still butt heads with her, um, because she is just such a, a, she has a strong personality, right? I mean, it constant, I think it's such a gift from God because, I think he uses her to humble our hearts consistently. Like your ego can take over really easily when you're blessed with some of these power kids where, you know, it can be tempting just to think like, I know it all and you need to just stop. You need to change. But really it's like a beautiful, it's a relationship. And when you have anybody in your life, that's a power personality type of person, like you'll, you'll find that if you can humble your heart and soften a little bit and still stick up for what you believe, you can still be a firm leader in your workplace or within your family. Um, and it sometimes when you can just soften your heart a little bit and figure out like, all right, how, how can I get creative here? Um, it just helps. It just feels better. And it's not all, you just butt heads a lot, but butt heads less. Mm-hmm. So we're going to share with you guys today some things we've done over the last decade of Stella's life to feel like we have empowered her. So, um, and this really started to just to remind you guys, if you haven't listened to episode one, we tell you all about our story about how we found this work of positive parenting, why we've become so passionate about it. But we go through like the deep, dark valley we were in with our daughter when we found this work. And we give details about like what the behavior was like, why we were so worried and why we like, why I was specifically was so depressed, depressed and anxious and angry all the time. Um, And then we tell you, you know, once we found this work, how everything started to change. But it really, you know, from a very young age, when we started to implement this work, we, you know, I can think of so many examples over the years where we were like, oh, cool, let's let her do that because she wants to be in charge. So the three examples we're going to give you today and kind of areas are going to, we're going to talk about is one, entrepreneurship, two, sports and activities, and then number three has been music. And again, there's like probably, I would guess like hundreds of things um, that we've done where we're like, okay, let's intentionally um, label that, whether it's like CEO of the dog when she was really little or something like on a random day, like, you know, um, president of the car seat buckles to, these are kind of more broad areas that as she's gotten a little bit older, but like entrepreneurship, starting with that one, that's one that we've seen in her since she was very young. So she always, <laughs> she was always the kid. I remember it used to bug me really bad where if we had a lemonade stand, like she didn't want to give any money away. Like she didn't want to give the lemonade away or like if we had baked goods or something, she always wanted to sell it and have the money. And so I don't know why that bugged me. I just always wanted to like get like, let's just give it away. Like, why do we have to sell it? Like, it's so common for kids to have lemonade stands. But for some reason, I was like really hard on her. And I was like, why don't we just give it away? And she was like, she always wanted to make money. And so I think when she was younger, I kind of feared like, I've got to teach her that she's got to have a, a like a, um, a humble giving part of her. And I just had this anxiety, like, but really she was just a kid. And you could, but you could tell she wanted to be in charge of like a little business. So lemonade stands. She sold rocks one day. I remember <laughs> like these little gems that we had gotten, like when we were home in Maryland, from this little mining place and she sold them on a Monday morning out front when she was probably like four and a half years old. And like she made six bucks on a Monday morning 
And I know you, can you remember some of like the little businesses she had when she was young? Um, yeah. I mean, the rocks one's classic. I, I tell people that. So, you know, that started off as like, that was inconvenient and semi-annoying. Like, what do you want to do? It's Monday morning. You, you want to have like a rock sale? You're trying to sell... Like, there were so many reasons us as parents, like, we were kind of, like, pushing back, pushing back, And I do remember pushing back. I remember saying, Stella, no one's going to want to buy rocks on a Monday morning. And then I caught myself. (laughs) Or on a weekend. (laughs) Or on a weekend, yeah. But I caught myself because we we have had found this work, and I was like, oh, wait, maybe. And she, because she was pushing back. I want to, I want to sell rocks. And, And I was like, oh, goodness, we're in a power struggle here. And so I was like, just calm yourself down, self, mama self. What's the big deal? Just let her go out front and sell some rocks. Yeah. Like, so this is perfect back to the title of, of this episode, Empowering the Power Kids. So this is kind of the, um, and I'll go through this and then I'll give some more examples of some yeah. of her awesome businesses. But um, there's this choice that you have to say, okay, this kid wants to do things and you can either snuff it out and take the power away or you can actually say, oh, she just wants to feel powerful around this aspect, this idea, this thing. And so here is a way, you empowered the power kid, let her have the rock sale. She sold the rocks. Yeah. She sold it. She made six bucks. She was stoked. And we had something that kind of was like, oh, okay. Like we could have sat there and fought with her about it for a half hour or just let her do it. Yeah. We let her do it. And then that kind of then you know, steamrolled into other things. I remember she, um, she wanted to have a drive through restaurant. Yeah. Um, she's th- probably like seven at that time, right? Um, yeah, seven, seven probably. Um, but this was elaborate and this is one yeah. of those things too. It was where a Sunday like, afternoon, I think. Uh, yeah. Well, we just wanted to chill. And it was like, and it couldn't just be like a, a normal, like, <laughs> or like a low key, like, Hey, let's, um, let's, make some sandwiches or something. It was like, nope, it's going to be like in and out burger. Right. There is going to be a sign with a menu that's going to be in the middle of the road. Right. Um, <laughs> and like right out in front of our street, there's going to, we were going to make a big sign. Um, we were going to have a grill out front. We had yeah. a name. Um, and so it was kind of like this, like, whoa, okay. There were all these layers to it of what she wanted to do. She had this big vision. And and the name, remember the name? Well, that was that was my thing. So the name came about after I finally decided, like, I saw, oh, okay, the, here's her, she wants to feel powerful. Okay, cool. You want to leave this restaurant? Go for it, Great. Babe. Yeah. And once you I... were so sweet about that that day. Like, I probably was like, whatever, I'm going to fold laundry. I'm not into it. But you were like, you know what, babe? Sure. I'll support you in this. Like, what do I need to do? Well, so you that was the moment I, I said, you're the leader. What's up? So she wanted to come up with a name for it. <laughs> so so basically the name that came out of it was Hot Grills. And <laughs> if hot. you And if you say it fast, it kind of comes across as Hot Girls. Which is kind of, you know, you might get some some extra, like, Google searches and you end up at our at our drive through restaurant. But it was Hot Grills, which is hilarious. Which for you, I'm sure, you were like, oh no, this is going to be embarrassing. <laughs> Are people going to judge me? I thought like, it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you probably yeah. did. Hot Grills. So, but hot, you didn't argue with her. You were just nope. like, cool. If hot Grills had a menu, had uh, a big stand, and I'm talking like a, like a four foot tall, like triangular stand that sat in the middle of the road with the menu on it. Oh my gosh. She had a walkie talkie because she was going to take the orders. She was going to relay the orders via a walkie talkie 
to Taryn and I, who were manning said hot grill. Yeah, so Taryn was um, probably almost five at the time, something yeah. like that. Four so, and a half. So we were cooking hot dogs. We had all the stuff yeah. um, that we were to cook. And so, yeah, you know, she made the announcement that the drive through was going on. And we saw our, our neighbors, even though they lived... 100 feet away yeah. would got in their cars was so sweet and came and drove through the drive through um yeah. uh bought hot dogs um i forget what else we had we had we had a dessert too i think we had, I know, I forget. We had desserts like we had menu. drinks yeah you had pizza like i think we had pizza oh yeah yep and i was like the so, runner for the kitchen and she she took the order she did the whole thing so she yeah. was the the visionary for that she yeah. saw it through and me and little brother just had to be workers, and that was okay. We, yep. that, that you know, that gave her her time to be a leader. Yep, and because Taryn is a little bit more of a, our little guy who's eight now, he's a little bit more of an attention kid. So he, um, that's that's just kind of more of his wheelhouse. He was very happy to be involved. Like he is so happy if she just plays with him and involves him. So he was happy to be told what to do. And just being scenario. on the team. Just, just being, being on, on the team. team. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, so yeah, but we, but it it takes a little bit of fighting that like self-talk of like negative self-talk of like, oh, here she goes again. She's going to try to boss people around. Like you got to let him, you got to let him do it too. And it's like, no, no, she doesn't. Like he's happy. He was happy being part of the team. He was happy being like an assistant to her that day. He just wanted to be involved, but that's a great example. And honestly, and honestly, he, you know, he does want to feel powerful at times, and so I yeah. made him feel powerful and being able to, you know, flip things on the grill. There's, yes, yeah. Th- you can find leadership in everything. Like, you don't have to Cooking, be the CEO yeah. of the company to, to still lead or have some ownership over, over something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let's chat for a hot sec, openly and honestly about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now. If you're anything like most parents, you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited. Timeouts, spankings, threatening of spankings, taking iPads away, three, two, one countdowns, groundings, taking away toys, e-bikes, iPhones, any or all of those kind of tactics that create a total relationship strain and don't even work long-term to end your child's misbehavior for good. Meaning you might spank your child or send them to timeout today for being air quotes mean to their sister or disrespecting you. But then three days from now, they're repeating the same misbehavior, which causes you to flip your lid because you know they know better. I want to help you learn a new way so you can end the vicious cycle that's keeping you stuck as a parent and causing you to feel super frustrated that nothing is working to get your strong-willed, stubborn child to behave better. My team and I have recently completely refreshed our Compassionate Discipline Quick Start Learning Bundle to help you learn a new way to teach your kids important life lessons, a new way to help your children learn from their mistakes and take responsibility for their actions. You can just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, and I'll personally send you a message with a link to download this free bundle. 
I'm going to help you shift out of a punishment mindset and into a compassionate discipline one where you fully trust that connection-based firm and kind discipline tools are all you need to be a strong leader in your home who holds your kids responsible when they misbehave, but does it in a way where they are learning the vital life skills they are missing when they mess up. So again, just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free bundle now. I am so excited for you to shift out of feeling guilty and shameful when you lay your head on your pillow at night and shift into feeling confident and proud of the way you handled yourself as a parent, even when you were wildly triggered and upset about the mistake your child made. Okay, I'm excited for you to dive into this free resource. I'll see you in my DMs and inside the free discipline bundle. Yeah, so 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 her um, love of entrepreneurship has turned into many things. So she, um, a few years ago, wanted to, when I had first designed my original website many moons ago, um, she saw me design mine and she said, I would like to do that too. And so um, I think we came up a way with, for her to earn the like $60 that it was going to cost for the year or something. And, and I invested in a little Squarespace, Squarespace site for her. And she, her and I co-designed it and she was a big part of making the website. It was StellaMakesFun.com. And she designed um, and created all of the products. She was going to sell slime and she was going to do jewelry and toys too. She never quite got through with that, but she found that her love was slime. So she had that website mm-hmm. for a year and then that moved into, she realized that she learned through that she, that she liked the in-person sales more. So then she started creating slime videos. And so we would hand her the camera and just let her film or, or um, stream online on like my personal account on Facebook where her grandparents would get to comment and watch but she would lead the Facebook live where she would get to show kids or she would um, she would film her stuff and we would let her edit it so she actually taught me how to edit an iMovie when I created the foundations course she actually did a lot of the editing of the of the role play videos that you'll see in the foundations course um, child but- labor people yeah, child labor. Yeah, she she is a, an employee of Fresh Start Family. Remember, she teaches our kids within our membership program, the Bonfire, and teaches kids within the Foundations course. Like she's through and through. Like she's she loves to be a worker. She loves she loves making money. But like the slime has turned into a nice little business for her. So what is it? A month ago, well, all so for her birthday and Christmas, all she wanted from family was supplies to make slime for her business. She calls it, and she had a sale um, a few weeks ago, and she made like almost seventy bucks that day. It's amazing too, just to see the creativity that she put into all the different like themes of the slime. Yeah. She named them all. She had packaging, um, yeah. you know. So here, you know, if if. Now, this is very recent, but rewind all the way back if, you know, this power kid over and over again, if we would have just said, no, 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 Mm -hmm. or like, let's put a cap on this kid. This is really like, like if we just kept meeting her with resistance over and over again, I highly doubt she'd be the the kid she is today. She wouldn't. She she wouldn't be using this power for good, so to speak. Like, yeah, and and guys, I do like as an eleven year old tween, there is like there's stuff going on within the the friendship group now in fifth grade that is like oh, it's hard to witness because like 
it gets dicey really fast with girls where they start to have misbehavior amongst like friendships and in classrooms and sports groups that you're like, oh man, that's not going down a great path where she's no, she's not a perfect kid, but I, I do watch from a distance and I have great respect for her because she, I think the way she carries herself in the world represents the fact that she, she is in a family that respects her, even though she sometimes is is edgy (laughs) but um yeah it's like back to that when she was really little it's like I remember one more story about like just the the shift that we had to make like so one year she was in so she was in kindergarten and they had to make valentines and again she she's the type of kid as many power strong-willed kids are that they want to be in charge of what they do right so it's like we got to find these areas where they can because of course parents they can't be in charge all the time that's not life like just because you as an adult are the president at a company doesn't mean you get to be the president of every area in your life like it's just there's areas where you get to be in charge there's areas where you don't but for so it's like finding the little areas where they can be in charge really helps them feel a lot better so she had to make valentines for kindergarten class and the they had to make a little box so if you guys have kids in grade school you can uh, relate to this, right? They have to make the little box. It has to be have a slit in the top, and then they have to make valentines that fit in the little slit in top, in the top. And so at the time, she had this really weird habit. She, I would buy her these like new pads of paper, hmm. and she would rip out every single flipping page. And I was like, why? Just keep it in the book. Keep it in the spiral book and do your artwork. But she liked to rip it out and then put another piece on top of it. Do you remember Mm -hmm. that stage? I feel like we have a lot of artwork saved too from that stage where it was like the funniest thing, but it would drive me nuts. And I was just like, oh, I had to like do so much self-calming during that time. I was like, self, just chill out, chill out, chill out. It's okay. So she went to make these things, these Valentines. And you know, kids make little teeny Valentines. You get them from the dollar store or you make your own and they're little, but not Stella. No, she wanted to make the giant ones. So she ripped out 24 pieces of these giant papers that I'd gotten. And then she took, like, cut out some hearts and she put the little heart in the middle and, like, wrote a little message or whatever. And I was like, oh, no, Stella, like, it's got to be small. It's got to fit inside the box. And she was like, no, 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 I want to do it like this. And I was like, oh, I found myself, like, butting heads a little bit. And she said the most beautiful thing that has, like, stuck with me her entire life was I was like, Stella, it's got to fit in. You got to fit inside the box. Like if you hand this kid, this giant thing, it's never going to fit inside the box. And she goes, mom, I'm never going to fit inside the box. It was like such a simple, profound statement. that I was like, holy smokes, what the hell am I? Why am I trying to make this kid fit in the box? Like she's not going to be in the box. Like she's a unique, radical, unique child. And that is a gift. So chill out self let her make the giant things and so I'll never forget walking into kindergarten I was so embarrassed at the time I was like volunteering a lot in her classroom and I walked into that Valentine's Day party that day just like okay this is not about me like if someone judges me for having that kid whatever if someone judges her for being that kid whatever she didn't follow the directions and whatever and I I remember the kids faces and she would hand them this giant <laughs> and they were like, they didn't even know what to do with it. Uh, they're just like, oh, what is this? Like, it's my Valentine's. Happy Valentine's Day. And I just, it was just such a funny memory. But it's like, I just gave in and I was like, you know what? Go for it. You be the leader of your Valentine's. 
That's so. awesome. I will <laughs> never fit in the box. And, and gosh, you know, and if that sounds like kind of silly and humorous to you out there listening, it's funny when you're in it and these struggles are happening, it's like it it can feel so much different. And so I, I would, you know, ask ask yourselves like in your little family unit, like take a step back from some of these things that you're dealing with with your kids. And I imagine not all of them, but some of them are just like these 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 things that are just kind of like more inconveniences than they really are like a, this giant like rift or this this thing that you know is you, like causing you, physical harm or something like or that. Or kid not obeying like that yeah. word gets thrown around a lot and it's like sometimes they just they just are trying to feel powerful. And they're just not fitting in the box. And they're not fitting in the box. And no. then there are things on the other side of things too where you know um, a power kid could be going into you know using um, using their hands in ways they shouldn't or physically hurting people or, you know, saying things that do hurt people. Now, uh, definitely the, those things have happened too. Yeah. It's not as funny of a story in the yeah. end, but, um, you know, there was a lot, there were, there were things going on there too. So, but, what, but all of this work and, and helping to empower the power kid, all, all of the, the quote unquote, like misbehavior or those things, they started to redirect themselves into healthier behavior, yeah. all, all of them. Yeah, and so it's a good point about the revenge behavior. So when Terry's talking about like, yeah, sometimes power kids, because they often are very competitive, they want to be first, they like have a strong desire to lead. Um, what happens, guys, is, is when we don't meet them successfully where they're at and fill up that need, remember, when our kids need buckets are like empty, negative or low, they misbehave. So what we find is power kids, power misbehavior, if not redirected effectively, will turn into mis- revenge misbehavior. Yeah. So, you know, again, we talk so much about how to redirect revenge misbehavior, but one of the best ways to do it is to empower your power kid so it doesn't escalate into revenge misbehavior because power kids feel hurt when they're constantly not respected. And that's what happens with power kids a lot. It's like, stop. Stop doing that. Stop being you. Stop being so outside of the box. Don't do that. Because they're they're constantly pushing the edges. And so um, it's just good to know that when, when you get into this and embrace it, you're preventing revenge behavior, which I think is very motivating. That's great. So number one was entrepreneurship. And this is just what we've used with, like, what we've seen with Stella. So you guys are, you know, use your creativity, but you're going to find other ways to empower your kids. But yeah, number yeah. two. So yeah, that was one way that we found was was a great way to let her lead. Yeah. Let her lead, have her feel powerful. Entrepreneurship. Charge, yeah. So number two. Wendy. So sports has been another area. Um, and I'm going to say for, for you guys, it could be an activity or art too. But with Stella in particular, um, we tried some different things. So we tried ballet with her. We tried, what else did we try? Uh, some gymnastics. Oh yeah, some gymnastics. Oh man, I got some good stories from those gymnastics years. Yeah. Ooh, that gymnastics when she was a toddler. Oh wow. That was, that yeah. was dicey. Yeah. So for those of you who have toddlers, remember sports when they're really, really young is just a fun activity. We're not like... Yeah. I have a dear friend, Susie Walton, <laughs> who is the founder of the Joy of Parenting program. Her son is the coach for the Lakers now. And she will tell you that, like, 
she had four boys and like, you know, I think her boys started playing basketball like later in life and they were like a very strong basketball family. So we have to remember with sports, it's, it's like just because we get our sport, our kids into sports at the age of four and make them practice every year, it doesn't mean that they're going to be exceptional athletes. It just, some kids are going to have exceptional athletic skills. It's going to happen if it's going to happen. I I think that, that was the message. It's like, you know, the putting your kid um, into gymnastics at age three probably isn't going to increase their chance of becoming right. a, an Olympian gold medalist. Um, I mean, it's great if you recognize an aptitude and, yeah. and an enjoyment. Like, of course, get them there. Not saying that, but um, I think there's, there's a fine line. There. There's a seriousness. I think a lot yes. in a lot of yeah. parents of like, yeah, you know, like I, I've seen parents that are like analyzing their kid's body type and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, oh, they, yeah, that, that that's what they're going to be. going to get them into that. We'll see. Hopefully. I mean, there's scholarships in that. And you're right. like, you're looking at, you're like, your kid's three. You're thinking about a scholarship. Like, right. So anyways. So, it, yeah, you have to be careful with the sports thing because I've seen many, many families get into a pattern of overpacking their schedules, being way too serious about the practicing. And before long, there's power struggles. There's kids that are barely getting enough sleep. Um, so just remember when they're really young, it's just activities. And then as they get older, I really recommend helping them find one sport that they're going to focus on. So with Stella in particular, we tried a few different things. And then once we landed on beach volleyball at, at second grade, we were like, all right, cool. We like this. We're going to stick with it. And, um, and we had to, there was some times when when she was, had a little bit of uncomfortableness because she wasn't great at it yet. So she, she, because she's such a strong personality, um, and wants to lead. She wanted to, from the beginning to be the leader of every volleyball match there was. And of course, kids have to learn, right? So you have to support them through that phase when they're like, I don't want to go to practice because I'm not good at it, right? And because the only way you get better at something is by practicing. Of course, there's all, there's also a natural aptitude, like Terry mentioned, that some kids are going to have and some kids aren't. Um, but we had to support her through that. So now we've seen how as a fifth grader and, and um, helping her get in beach volleyball consistently for three years, she loves it. Like yeah. she thrives on the volleyball court. She, when she's like, when she does um, a beach volleyball tournament, she is so happy out there. Like, she is a competitive beast. Like, she loves it. Speaking of competition, like, she also loves, like, fundraising when it comes to school fundraisers. Mm-hmm. And there's a competition involved. She, the, the minute that fundraiser package comes home, she wants to hit the neighborhood. And she knocks on every single door. And um, she's she's one out of the whole 600, I think we have 600, maybe 700 kids at our school. Do you remember? Something like that. Something like that. She won first place one year. Um, This year, I think she came in second or third. Um, But again, another area where she's the competitiveness and her desire to lead and be number one is an asset. And when we've let, we support her through that. So, but beach volleyball with the sports guys, um, it can be, it can be a really great way to honor their desire to feel powerful, but you just got to get through the kind of that sticky zone of sometimes they, they resist it a little bit because they're not perfect at it yet. And so supporting them and, and encouraging them to still 
go instead of just letting them quit without getting into that gnarly like, nope, you got it, you got to finish it, you got to do it, you signed up for it. It's like, no, I'm going to support you through this because with more practice, you're going to be stoked. Like when you, a year or two from now and you're winning matches, like just imagine that feeling. Like you're going to love that little power kid. Yeah. So so sports are an activity as our number two um, kind of topic of, of how we empowered our power kid. Um, it I think a lot of it came about too because she's a kinesthetic power kid. Yes. Yeah. So it was giving her something to do with her hands and a physical, um, you know, physical activity that was going to be healthy. She was going to learn. She was going to, you know, learn, learn cooperation with others. She was going to get a chance to lead, but she was also going to get a chance to exercise patience too. So I yeah. think this was like, um, this was great for her and for, for any of you out there. I mean, recognizing that she was a kinesthetic kid, was a um, a much more positive way of looking at a kid who really just you know might use her hands um, all the time. When yeah, she was a toddler. Oh my god, all the time, and sometimes in 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 ways that you know would be very um, overpowering, annoying. And, <laughs> yeah, and so so this was just a great thing having sports. Or an activity to do with her hands. Yeah. And so, so yeah, I think yeah. you were saying when we were planning out this session or this episode was like art can be exceptional or like chess if you have a kiddo that you've tried to support to get into a sport. Because I do think tr- still always try to get your kid into some type of sport. Like it's, I think, encouraging them to get over the hump. Like a lot of kids will say, well, I'm just not sporty. And that's okay. And still try. Still try. I'm a big fan of like self-defense classes, karate classes. Like they're phenomenal. Um, But then also like honor your kids if they want to be an artist or if they want to be on the chess club or like the math team. Like that's another way to like hone their skill set and keep them consistently in something. So by the time they're a little bit older, they can be proficient and feel like they're leading things. Like yeah. for me, as I yeah, I was I grew up as a springboard diver, and that turned into like a career as a as a diving coach for many years. I had my own program, and I felt for sure powerful leading that. But I wouldn't have been able to do that if my parents didn't encourage me to stick with that until the point where I was like proficient in junior Olympics, winning things, and was able to be a really strong coach. Yeah, and and maybe it's also too like for parents out there that. Um, uh, have kids that aren't sporty. Um, maybe it's just finding a physical activity where there's not as heavy of a competition element to it, yeah. you know, so that they still do get that physical activity. Maybe they, maybe they are kinesthetic, but they're not competitive, you know, like fi- Taryn, our little guy. Yeah. I mean, finding uh, he doing things to where there's not really a winner or a loser at the end of the day. You know, he loves going out and skateboarding, and riding a bike and, um, you know, doing, doing things that, that there's not necessarily like, what was your score? You know, yeah. it's just, did you learn something new? How did it feel? Um, you know, and that could be as simple as too, like, you know, encouraging your kid to go out on a, on a, on a hike, you know, hiking and then drawing, you know, what, what you saw out on your hike. Yeah. And, and, that, like and that. I love it because what, what you're talking about is more like, let's encourage our kids to be 
be physically active, right? And that's yeah. that's important for everybody. Um, but I think those of you who specifically have the power kids, they it often will coincide with a competitive spirit. Now, with what we're talking about with our little guy, he does still want to feel powerful at times. Now, he's not our true power kid, but it helps to still fill up his power bucket. And when he is at skate, so he's a big skateboarder, when he is at skate and he nails like a new trick, you better believe that he feels powerful powerful. in that. But he is different than our daughter who is a true like power kid to her core. Every second of the day, she's looking for an opportunity to lead. For the most part, it seems like. Taryn is a little bit different, but he still has a desire to feel powerful a lot because he's a human being. And so it's cool to like see that skateboarding, even though it's not a super competitive sport, like as far as competition, like scoring, scoring, yeah. yeah, or like winning. He still he still feels powerful in excelling at that sport and becoming good. And you better believe when he's a 16-year-old and he has stuck with that sport, just like um, guitar, um, which we're going to talk about next with music. But when he's 16 and he's like killing it at the skate park and is one of the leaders and an instructor there, which he would make a great instructor one day, that is going to be a way for him to feel so powerful in high school when it's really important that our kids have elements that they feel powerful in high school and also ways that they belong. Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I'd love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Inside of this quick, easy to finish program, I'll teach you four steps to really setting those strong roles, but then following through in a way where you're using connection and firm kindness. And what I'll teach you will actually cause your children to want to cooperate with you because they truly respect you and value the rule and the boundary and understand how it serves them, not just something that they have to do or else. And it's just an incredible feeling when you go to bed at night knowing that you followed through on the rules and the strong boundaries in your home without relying on hand-me-down parenting tactics like fear, force, threats, yelling, harsh punishments that really create usually fear in your household, right? We want our children to listen to us because they respect us and because they understand why being part of the team, cooperating well, respecting rules, all those things, why that feels good as a human being. We want to do those things um, in ways that cause our children to want to respect us, not just because they're scared of us or our consequence. And that's exactly what I'm going to teach you inside this program. So again, head on over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind to learn more. But in under an hour, this program will teach you some really effective strategies on how to create agreements with your kids instead of compliance statements, which is where a lot of parents go wrong and why their children don't end up respecting the rules or the agreements that they've made. And then I'm going to teach you how to use empathy. I'll teach you how to engage your kids' critical thinking skills when you tell them to do something and they say no. And then I'm also going to encourage you to understand how to empower your children. When children feel empowered, especially strong-willed kids, they will cooperate a whole heck of a lot easier, okay? So I want you to go learn about this program and let me know if you have any questions, freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. 
I so, also, yeah. yeah, I also noticed with him in particular too, for again, to point out some of the things that might not be sports, but more of an activity is, is he's always had a, a curiosity, um, for photography, um, probably because like well, he, yeah, dad's yeah. got some cameras and things like that. And I, you know, he always, you know, was very curious about it, would want to, you know, touch them, hold them, take pictures. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, found that the more that I, you know, empowered him with trusting him with, you know, yeah. shooting a photo here and there, um, he, he would just light up. Yes. He just would really oh. light up. And so that, you know, this started, you know, years ago and I still like look through photos, you know, um, from my film camera and things like that. And remembering like, Oh, he, Taryn shot that one, Taryn shot that one. And it's so cool to think like I handed over, you know, some of my cameras to like a three-year-old and things like that. But yeah. now fast forward eight years old, um, you know, he was, he saw me get a new camera not too long ago. Yeah. He was really interested. And then he said, you know, I really want a camera one day. And I remembered I had this camera sitting in the uh, a bin that, you know, is a nice camera, but nobody's using it. And I just got to, I just said, you know what, buddy, you, you want a camera? How about I show you how this works? And then you can keep this in your room. Yeah. Yeah. And, I was so pumped on that. And giving him you know, the, the power to, to be in charge, to, be in yeah. charge, to charge it, to learn how to use it, to do all those things, man, I, it, I could tell he was like puffing his chest out and he yeah. felt great. And, um, that was so cool. it, it was awesome. I lo- I've loved watching you over the years, like let them take pictures because Terry has like, you know, is an incredible photographer and, and dabbles with film here and there, which is like, there's not a lot of that anymore. So when you get those pictures developed and you bring them home and show the kids and they get to see like, oh my gosh, I took that. I think it's another, it's just one of the ways that you've really been great at empowering them over the years. All right, you guys, our last um, category here that we've seen Stella feel power power in over the last decade is her music. So um, music is just, gosh, an incredible thing for all of our kids to be in. What a gift, right? I mean, I just, I often have to pinch myself that we have the resources available to be able to allow our, give our kids lessons over the years. So Stella started playing drums when she was in kindergarten and Taryn started playing, um, he has a guitar and a bass and electric guitar when he was in first grade. So, um, Stella specifically, we saw from an early age and so we'll have to do another episode on really um always being at the on the lookout for your children's unique qualities and honoring their uniqueness but we saw Stella very young she was like very very creative out of the box she would rap and beatbox yeah like and design songs from so she was very musical and and um again like Terry said very kinesthetic so in addition to all of her fun hitting and kicking and biting that she used to do when she was little she would like she be she just had trouble sitting still um or she I should say she just loved moving yeah. like so I I forget like exactly how we realized it but I think it was from the beatboxing yeah she would she would sing a song and then you you could tell that in her mind there was a there was um, beyond the lyrics, there was a song going on in her head, yeah. and she was trying to beatbox at the same time as she was singing lyrics to like get this whole song that was in her head out of her mouth. But her mouth yeah. 
could only do so much. And <laughs> it's so cool to think back about that because when it comes to her music, I feel like she's got a little bit of a like a. Is, I don't want this to sound like pompous. Like what? A, it's just an acknowledgement. I feel like she's a little bit of a genius with it because, like, she'll learn a song, like she'll hear a song, and then she'll go play on the drums like immediately, like Metallica. It's I don't even see how that's possible, but she has like this profound ability. And so I feel like back then, that's kind of a crazy ability. When you think back to when she was a three-year-old, we had like, she she created the song called Gold. Yeah. And remember like the lyrics on that was insane. Be really cool. And then she beatboxed on top of that. So she was able to hold a rhythm and sing lyrics and then recreate it. Like she, she I don't know. I just and she would perform kind of it too. So she, we, she had a little microphone and she'd perform it for people. So right. there was this... Um, we, we looked at this girl and said, I, I just saw the beatboxing thing. I'm like, we got to get some sticks in this kid's hands. Yeah. So, because you were a drummer. Yeah. I was a drummer. Yeah. And then, but she seemed, you know, young to start. I mean, there wasn't a program. We just, um, we just kind of looking around, we heard that, um, a first grade teacher at her school also taught drums yeah. and was a drummer. So oh, we went to best him teacher ever. and said, you know, Hey, you you want to uh, do drum lessons? And he asked how old she was. And I remember there was this like, well, she's pretty young. I think we'll know it, it, it'll either work or it won't. And yeah. um, after that first lesson, he said, it's going to work. <laughs> um, yeah. And and so and she could hit those drums as hard as she wanted. That was like one of those areas where we were at that time trying to like still, still like, hey, keep your hands to yourself, you know. But at drums, we said, you can hit those drums as hard as you want, kid. Like this is where you get to hit. So that I think, you know, she saw that we were respecting her. That was a, like a cool privilege to get to go and do that. She had an outlet for this creativity, for her kinesthetic nature. She um, also, through this awesome teacher, he the way that he split things up, he also let her feel powerful too because, yes, he taught her some fundamentals um, and would have, you know, sheet music and things like that. But then he also then, you know, he split it up into thirds. There was the fundamentals and then there was, he would uh, have her play alongside of him um, something so that she would mimic him and then he would just let her choose what do you want to play That's and he'd cool, let her yeah. play anything uh, yeah. and so that was like how they would they would do their their lessons and they did that for years and years and years mm-hmm. and so she got to feel powerful through that music yeah and, a, and an important thing that I loved about that instructor that we we just this year parted ways with because Stella was ready to be in a like a formal band she gets she goes now to a program called the school of rock and is playing a Black Sabbath show in three months that I am like still pinching myself. So I'm gonna get to see my kids lay it on the drums and play Black Sabbath. Yeah, on the like, stage. Like, oh my god. Yeah, she's it's um, insane. She, yeah, she's she's she gets up on uh, stages no problem. I mean, it's one of those things. I'm like, I don't know how you don't have the jitters, and it's the opposite. Not only is she not nervous, mm-hmm. yeah. she looks forward to it. Yeah, she she's played to, at the yeah. House of Blues a few times. That you're like. She doesn't, she doesn't even get nervous, like, at all. It's crazy. Yeah. But back to that teacher, one thing, important element that I think for you guys who have the power kids of what we saw him do so naturally, like, and we later learned about this. Like, my mentor, Susie Walton, would tell me this, and I heard her tell me this, but he naturally did it. I never even had to say anything, but he never made her practice. 
Never. Okay. He might have encouraged it, like, hey, if, if you want to get really good, like, you probably want to pick up your sticks at home and practice. But there was never this element of, like, now if you don't practice, you are, like, there's going to be consequences. Or, like, any type of, like, you have to practice. Because for her, being a power kid, she probably would have lost a little bit of joy because someone was making her do something. Oh, definitely. Well, and I'll I'll be the, the case study for that. So I was a drummer at her age. Um, had much more of an authoritative uh, form of, you know, drum instruction. Yeah. And I quit by the time I was in eighth grade just because I was just tired of being told what I had to do. It sucked the fun out of it. Yeah. And we just vowed, and her teacher vowed just to, like, don't suck the fun out of it. Yeah. Like, he even, like, advised us to go, like, we were, like, at one point, we're, like, hey, there's, you know, there's band uh, at this... This school is more of like an orchestra type thing. You know, do you think we should get Stella into that? And he just looked at her, at us. I remember he was like, that's not for her. Yeah. He, was, yeah. he goes, have her jam with some friends or something, but I don't think that's for her. Yes, exactly. And I, I thought that was... Um, His that, name is, is Mr. Dennis Rhoda. If you happen to be in San Diego and need an epic drum teacher, he's he has an in-home studio and like just the most incredible setup, but... Yeah, he, it was beautiful. And now, like, with, with Taryn, we try to mimic that same thing. I mean, he goes to the same school of rock, and we just always tell his teacher, um, hey, we're just here to have fun, and, and when he wants to pick it up, he picks it up. But otherwise, it's just like, hey, have fun with it. Learn why you're here, and then if, if you want to get better, it, you know how to do it. Um, but I think that's, that's an important element when you're talking about with your kids and music if you've got the power kids. Because yeah. you'll find that if you try to start forcing practice, you're going to end up in some power struggles and they're going to want to quit. So yeah. just keep that in mind. Great. I would just encourage everybody that if you do recognize that you have a power kid is um, find your version of these. Yeah. Um, get really curious, like Wendy said. And um, it... It, that is a huge part of unlocking, um, you know, this part of, of raising a power kid and, yes. and having some joy and seeing them have joy along the way and then fostering it into something that blossoms into something amazing. And I can tell you, like seeing her now in all of these things, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, they're yeah. literally like watching her. We just she just had a show a few nights ago where she drummed with three of her gal pals. They, they had designed like a whole, um, set. They played, they started off with green day and then they went into black Sabbath and then they finished with a Metallica song and they kind of like, they all worked and designed it. So they did, you know, a little part of each song and it was a radical performance. And I will tell you that it brings me so much joy to watch her, drum because I can just tell she's so happy. She's so in her element and it's all led by her. Yep. So, all right, you guys. Well, thank you for listening. I hope that inspires you to just see your power kid. If you've got one, if you're blessed with one, I promise you it's a blessing to see them in just a beautiful light and to just really, like Terry said, start to get creative and just be on the lookout for any opportunity you can find to empower them. Because by empowering them, you're not being permissive or weak. You're actually being a really strong leader um, and, and mentoring them on how to be a strong leader and feel their need to feel powerful. For links and more information about what we talked about in today's episode, head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash 12. For more information, 
go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day. All right, listeners, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. As we wrap up here, don't forget to DM me the word shift or head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free discipline quick start learning bundle. You'll get immediate access to download our extensive learning guide where I'll share five ways you can ditch the old school hand-me-down punishment mindset beliefs and thoughts that are causing you to react like a volcano instead of respond like the firm, kind, respectful teacher you are at your core. And then you'll also get immediate access to my on-demand workshop where I'll teach you our three core Fresh Start family strategies that make up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit, as well as my favorite logical consequences that not only work with kids of all ages, but do wonders to unite you with your child and strengthen your relationship, even in your kids' worst moments. So pop on over to Instagram right now and just shoot me a DM with the word shift and I'll send you a personal link to download that bundle right away. Or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to get access immediately. All right. Thanks for listening and I'll see you inside that free bundle and also inside the next episode.